You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. But today I want to encourage you. I want to just, uh, I want to just allow the word to, to encourage us in our pursuit and deal with the things that we are pursuing. So if there was a theme of today, it is what are we pursuing? What are we pursuing? So let's pray before we jump into this. Father, I so, so, so thank you. I thank you that you are ever present. I think that we don't have to invite you in here. We don't have to conjure anything up. We don't have to do a dance or perform Father, we just recognize that your Holy Spirit is here. And because of that, you sent him to minister. You sent him to teach all things that your son taught and, and, and enlighten us. And so, Father, all we do as a church is we commit to having our ears open and our hearts being receptive to you. So that when your Holy Spirit does speak, that we are not distracted, misguided, or, 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 or stiff. Father, let us be pliable today in your hands. Father, we honor you today. We love you today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, let's do this. I want you to get your Bibles out. I want you to get some, your Bibles out. I want you to turn. We're going to be all over the place today. But I want you to, let's just start. Where do I want you to start? Go to John chapter 15. That sounds like a good place. I'm sure there's something amazing there. John chapter 15, starting in verse 5. And it's a passage that we're very familiar with. And if you're not familiar with, just nod. and go, yep, yep, I'm familiar, because people around you will judge you. We're not a perfect church, I told you. But it is a passage that we've probably heard, or if you've been in church long enough, you've probably heard it before. And I want to deal with something, because there's a phrasing at the end of this passage that that can be somewhat confusing because we kind of almost read it and then go, but wait a second, but I can't. And this is what I mean. Let's just read this. Where did I tell you to go? John 15. Thank you, Zach. John 15, verse 5, it says this. I am the what? The vine. And for those of you that understand, I am not a a green thumb person, so I had to go and YouTube up what all this meant. All right, so it says, I am the vine, but he says, and you are the branches, meaning you are the offshoots. I am the center structure, and you are the offshoots of that center structure. You follow me on this so far? He's painting a picture here. And you are the branches. If you remain in me, meaning if you stay connected to the vine, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. It's good news. That means you're going to produce things, things that are good, things that produce life. How many of you enjoy eating fruit? I'm, really? Seriously, work some of that into your, into your system. You're a little deficient, all right? Goodness gracious. Maybe put down the hot pockets, all right? All right? Pick up a tomato or something. Come on, all right? But he says, listen, he says, you will, if you remain in me and me in you, you will 
bear much fruit. But then but this is the kind of the confusing part because it makes me scratch my head and go, but I, but I can. It says, but apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Well, that's interesting. How many of you can do something apart from God? You don't want to raise your hand, do you? You'd be like, that's a trick question. I know, I know, you're looking at it, you're like, I've been around here long enough. He has tricked me into things too many times. How many of you can do things apart from God? I'll wait. I'll raise my hand. I can. I can. I can absolutely and have and have actually been a part of doing things and pursuing things apart from God. I can. Yet the Bible says, and Jesus himself says these words, but apart from me, you can do nothing. And we're like, well, well, you know what? Watch this. I can do something. I will prove you wrong. I can do what I want to do. And Jesus goes, okay, we need to define the word nothing. What does that mean, you can do nothing? Well, we have to go back to the beginning. And he says, if you stay in me and me and you, you will produce things of life. And so when he says you can do nothing, when you can do nothing, it is not that you are just paralyzed, frozen, I can't move without him, I can't think without him, but that which I pursue without him produces nothing that bears fruit. Follow me on this? So I ask the question, what are some of the things that we find ourselves producing, or not producing, I apologize, but what are some of the things that we find ourselves pursuing? Somebody answer that for me. Ryan, what kind of things do you think we pursue? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Huh? Barb, anytime. Don't, 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 be all, don't be spiritual on me. He's like, prayer time fasting, right? Missions work. No, but just anything. What, what kind of things do we pursue? Careers, money, right? What else? Success, right? Is that what I heard? Okay, anything else? What else? Huh? Relationships. What else? What else do we pursue? Huh? Anything else? Anybody here pursue rest? Anybody here pursue peace? Some of you are pursuing retirement. Some of you are already retired. And we don't care. All right? We don't care. Show-offs. Right? We pursue all kinds of things. We can pursue. We are always, in fact, if we look at our life, whether you know it or not, you wake up on a daily basis with a pursuit in mind. Even though you might not label it, even though you might not wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to pursue success, or I'm going to pursue validation, or I'm going to pursue peace, or I'm going to pursue, you know, uh, I'm going to uh, pursue uh, a promotion. But you wake up on a daily basis and you are you, your trajectory is towards something. But yet Jesus says you can do nothing apart from me. And yet our lives scream, yeah, yeah, I, I really can. In fact, I can do a lot of things. In fact, I can pursue all kinds of things without you and with really out your permission. And so what is the point here? What is the point that he's trying to, to get us to see here? 
is that we are going to pursue something. But I, but I want you to see what we're going to find. And, and, I, and I told you I'm going to encourage you, but I, but I, I kind of have to, we kind of have to deal with the rub of this first, right? And the first thing, I want you to see this in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 19. Because we have to realize, what are we pursuing? So we've labeled that which we pursue. But then I have to ask the question, to what end? Like, what is the end game for those things? Meaning, what is the end result of that which I pursue? If I gain wealth, what is the end game of that? Do you have security in this market? Good luck, right? If I, if I gain position and validation and all of these other things, if I gain this, but to what end? What is the end? Proverbs chapter 11, verse 19 says this. We're just going to let the Word teach us today. Right? I mean, that's what we always do, right? Isn't that the safe place to stay? It says this, Truly the righteous attain life, but whoever pursues evil finds death. Proverbs 27, 20. Go there for me. Proverbs 27, verse 20 says this, Death and destruction are never satisfied, and neither are the human eyes. So we have to realize something here. That which we pursue, when Jesus says, you cannot do anything apart from me. We know because we've got a brain stem and we can look. We know that when he defines anything or you can do nothing, he's saying anything that produces life, you cannot do it apart from me. And the Proverbs and the Scripture would say, listen, anything that is a pursuit, no matter how godly it looks or how right it looks morally, or how socially acceptable it is, without Christ, will not pursue or will not produce that which is life. Are you hearing me today? It will not produce that which is life. In fact, it's never satisfied. How many of you have ever pursued something just to attain it and then realize there's more to pursue. Anybody? Have you ever gotten there? How many of you have had this a trinket? I don't care what it is. And trinkets aren't bad, right? Everybody likes a new trinket, right? Everybody likes a new shiny thing. But you get this shiny thing in your head, and then you pursue it, and you pursue it, and you work, and you do, and you do, and you gain it. And you have it. And now what do you have? You, you just have it. And then there's something else. And then, and then six months later, what do they do? They come out with the new trinket. How many of you have ever gone and upgraded your phone just to walk home and the first thing you turn on on the television is a new Apple iPhone commercial after you just bought the, the new and improved one and all of a sudden now there's a new and improved one that makes toast. And you're like, I need a toaster as well as a camera. Right? What I'm saying is, is it's proven over and over and over again that when we pursue things apart from God, that no matter what it is, the pursuit of those things that are evil, the pursuit of those things that are, that are not of God or connected to Him, what they, there's never an ending. The goalpost always keeps moving. The game rules always keep changing. Well, if I just had a man, if I just had a girl, if I just had a job, if I just, whatever that thing is, if I just had more money, if I just had a better house, if I just had this, and so we 
we pursue and we pursue and we pursue just to gain them. And then the second we gain them, we realize there's not anything in that because it doesn't produce life. It's not connected unto him. And so when then we get there and we go, now we got to have a, another house, right? And then we got to have a, and then this girl, maybe, oh, let's, let's look, does she got any friends or maybe a sister, right? I mean, I would never do that. Never did, right? I'm just saying, right? But it's amazing. It is amazing when we pursue things that are not of God. And again, not that these things are not of God. It doesn't mean that a wife or a husband or a job can be is somewhat intrinsically evil. It's just saying God says, listen. Jesus says, listen, I am the vine. You are the branches. You cannot bear anything that produces life unless you are in me. And you can do nothing apart from me. Meaning you can do all of these things, but none of them. They will, they will be empty and they will be void of the end game. There is no end game in those things. I mean, that's the trick of the enemy. Keep pursue, keep pursuing, keep pursuing, keep digging deeper, keep digging deeper. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. And we just dig and dig and dig and pursue and grind. But then all of a sudden, Jesus, he says, but listen, you can, if you stay in me, you're, you can produce life. And so, so then what am I trying to encourage you with today? So my question is, 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 what does the Bible say to pursue that? What does the Bible say to pursue that, that, that brings life and does produce something? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, starting in verse 11. It says this. But you, man of God, you, woman of God, free, flee from all of these things and pursue what? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. All of a sudden, he says, "These there is a pursuit of life. There are things worthy of pursuit. But I want to give us some clarity on this too. Because I'm fearful that some of us are trying to pursue these things apart from Christ. Because do you realize you can pursue that which is of God, but not be connected to God, and yet still find death? What? I mean, I can do godly things and act a godly way and still not bear fruit? Yes. Because Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, what if I pursue righteousness? Isn't that good? Well, let me just tell you something. Apart from Christ, when we pursue righteousness, righteousness has a way of turning into self-righteousness. Follow me on this? I've pursued righteousness on my own. And it's amazing how quickly I elevate myself over other people. It's amazing how quickly I find myself looking down my nose at other people and saying, well, at least I'm not like them. And yet in all the way, I, I am pursuing, oh, I'm pursuing righteousness. And what the enemy says is, okay, you can pursue that, but it's still not going to bear fruit because it's apart from Christ. 
And other things we can pursue is, is godliness. Oh, I can go to church. Oh, I can do this. And then the Bible says, man, you can go to church. You can do all these things. You can even pray. But apart from Christ, what that will become is just a form of godliness where we worship Him with our mouth, but our hearts are far from Him. Man, we can, we can even look like we're operating in faith. Oh, I'm pursuing faith. And faith, apart from being connected to the vine, turns into works. Love, <laughs> love, love turns into something that becomes manipulative. Are you following me on this? There are things to pursue. Endurance turns into eventually being tired, and gentleness eventually turns into being harsh. Because people aren't worth it. See, Jesus says, listen, you can do nothing apart from me. You can pursue all of these things. You can even flip the script and pursue these things that look godly. But apart from me, it, apart from me you will not bear that which is fruit and life-giving. So what oh, I want to leave you with today and encourage you, uh, let's look at this real quick. Go to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says this. If you don't have this underlined in your Bible, you need to highlight it. If you don't have a Bible to highlight, just grab your neighbors and just highlight it. It says this in verse 8, Jesus Christ is what? The same what? When? And then where? And then when again? So Jesus says, I am the same yesterday and I am the same today, and I am the same forever. And so yet we pursue those things apart from Him. When we pursue those things that are apart from Him, we're actually pursuing something that is constantly changing. The enemy is constantly manipulating the game. The enemy is constantly manipulating what we are chasing. The second we get there, he goes, no, there is more. Yet Jesus says, when you pursue me and say stats to me, I don't change. You're not going to get to me and then me change the rules on you. Isn't that good news? Isn't it good news to know that the God and, and, the, and the Jesus that you are pursuing is the same Jesus that Paul pursued? It's the same one. He didn't say, okay, it's the new rules for you, Jackie. It's new rules for you, Don. It's new rules for you, crew. It's new, use for, new rules for you, Tanya. No, no, no. He says, when you pursue me, when you pursue me, don't you worry. I am the same yesterday when you weren't pursuing me, and if you choose to pursue me today, I'm going to be the same today. And don't worry, if you miss it out on today, I'll be the same tomorrow. The goalpost doesn't change. The rules don't change. I remain the same. Come on, we know this passage in Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. It says, you will seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. The good news is, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, as a pastor, I have to be completely honest with you. If you come to me and you say, oh, I'm just seeking God and I can't find Him, I'm probably going to roll my eyes at you a little bit. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because there is nowhere in the Bible that paints a picture of a God who does not want to be found. There is nowhere in the Bible 
where God says, I am going to play the worst game of hide and seek with you that you can possibly imagine. Right? You're going to seek me and I'm going to be hiding. You're going to seek me over here and I'm going to run for the hills. You're going to seek me under here and I'm going to climb under the chair. No, he says, when you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. So when I pursue him, when I pursue after him, the reality of it is, is I will find him. It's amazing. Have you ever noticed this? That when you actually begin to pursue God, you tend to find him everywhere you look. Have you ever noticed that? Like everywhere, when you genuinely engage your heart and say, Father, I'm going to pursue you because I know you want to be found. Man, it's like everywhere you look, it's like you just see his goodness or you see him speaking to you. You go through the McDonald's drive-thru and right, and all of a sudden the supersized menu speaks to you. He's like, that's right, God, you are supersized. You're amazing, right? Right? And then you like use that to like, you know, justify the caloric intake you're about to do. You're like, now, Father, bless this horrible meal, whatever you can do in that, right? But it is amazing when we actually begin to pursue Him. When we pursue Him, He says, I will be found while you buy. Why? Because, because I'm the vine and you're the branches and I want you to be and remain in me and me remain in you. Why? So that everything that you do pursue, when you pursue righteousness, when you pursue that wife, when you pursue that husband, when you pursue that job, when you pursue that position, when you pursue those things that are not intrinsically evil, you'll be doing them with me as the source. And so you'll realize even when those things are added to me, they actually don't add anything to me because I've already been added to enough. Now what they do is become fruit. Now what they do is become things that, that now feed other people. Now, they, now everything that I pursue because I'm attached to Him and because I found Him, it's, it's not something that I just have to keep working at. Now I'm producing life. Life for who? For those around me. I'm not even producing fruit. Do you understand apple trees don't eat apples? You hear what I just said? Apple trees produce apples for those to eat them. They're already getting what they need and you can't see where it's coming from. You follow me on this? So now I get to be in my pursuit of things. He's going to produce in me something that's going to be beautiful and life-giving for those around me. Man, I want to pursue righteousness. I want to pursue these things. But I want to be attached to Him. Why? So that I can produce life. So that my, when my wife is hungry, she can feed off the fruit that comes from my life. Follow me on this. And her and the same and those around me. There is a pursuit and there is a godly pursuit. But it is only something that is life-giving when we are connected to Him. I want to finish with this. Go to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. This is the polar opposite of what the Proverbs would say. The Proverbs would say that those that seek death, those that seek these things apart from Christ, those that seek them, man, they're going to find death and they're going to find that which does not sustain, which does not hold them and satisfy them. That's what they're going to get. That you are going to get something, trust me, but it will be empty. And yet here, Jesus speaking to the woman at the well, which is one of my favorite encounters that Jesus has in John chapter 4. It says this, and Jesus answered, everyone who drinks 
drinks of this water will be thirsty again. He was addressing, ma'am, you come to this well every day. Every day you come here, and guess what? Tomorrow, you'll be thirsty again. You're going to have to keep pursuing it, keep pursuing it, keep carrying that jug, keep doing the work, right? Come on, we've all seen it on The Chosen. You know exactly what this looked like, right? Come on, you're picturing that, right? And so we know she keeps having to come back. He says, but whoever drinks of the water that I give, and they're never going to thirst. Indeed, the water I give in them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. He says, listen, man, what I'm going, when you cling to me, when you are the branches and I am the vine, what I am going to produce in you is the very thing that others are searching for. And it's going to spring up a well. Just as everybody comes and searches for this well, because they keep having to go back, they keep having to work for it, I am going to do something in you that produces life. So wherever you go, wherever you go when you're connected to me, and wherever you go in your pursuits, everything that I do and everything that comes for you is going to be fulfilling for those around you. Are you following me on this? There are things to pursue, and you already are pursuing them. The thing that I just want to encourage you today is, number one, are you pursuing them connected to Him? Have you allowed the enemy to manipulate you thinking that those things that you are pursuing are going to lead to life when you know, you know not only because of Scripture, but let's just be honest, you know, you know, you know. It is always amazing to me how I just think the next thing I buy, I know that last thing didn't fulfill it, but this thing is going to be the thing that fulfills me. It is amazing how we dismiss our own past experiences to justify another search and pursuit of that which leads to death. Oh, it's amazing. But I encourage you today, come on, take stock of that today. What am, I know I'm pursuing something, but how am I doing it? Am I, am I doing like Jesus said, you can do nothing? Man, I don't want to look at my life and see any pursuit being nothing. How many of you have ever been a part of something where you, you showed up and you're like, man, I was going to do this, and you just and it was just like, that was for nothing. Like, I just wasted my time. That's, I'm going to be honest with you, wasting my time, oh. How many of you are like that? You know, I'll do anything, but, but don't waste my time. Well, like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Don't waste my time. Man, it's amazing how we do that. We just over and over waste our own time pursuing that which is empty, that which leads to death. And Jesus says, man, you want to produce something that leads to life and produces fruit? Remain in me. Pursue these things, righteousness, gentleness, peace, all of those things. And I will produce in you because I never change. I'll never change the goalpost. I'm never going to change the game. I'll produce in you life and life for those around you. Boy, that's good news, isn't it? Thanks for joining. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.